Welcome to the Disco Posse Podcast. Thanks for listening. If you're looking for the GC On Demand, then you found the freshly rebranded Disco Posse Podcast. Go to discopossepodcast.com for details. to the Disco Posse podcast. My name is Eric Wright. I'm going to be your host today. Don't forget to keep following along. You can go to discopossepodcast.com, get show notes, links, and more. You can subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher. And with that, let's get started. I'm very excited uh, to have a special guest uh, again today, uh, a real friend of the community, uh, somebody who, you know, personally and professionally, I've been proud to have known, and and uh, I'd like to introduce uh, James Green. Uh, I know him mostly as at JD Green, uh, but I'll let James introduce himself. So, James, tell us about yourself, and uh, welcome to the uh, GC On Demand podcast. Thank you very much. It's a pleasure to be here with you. Um, yeah, at JD Green is a great place to find me on Twitter. Um, I also just recently moved my blog uh, to a new website, which uh, we may talk about a little bit later, but you can find me at jdgreen.io. Uh, so I blog over there. And um, I uh, am a blogger, writer, community advocate, and uh, just recently been through some transition in terms of what I'm spending most of my time doing, and I'm sure we'll get to that too. But uh, I work with a company called Actual Tech Media. We do uh, content creation for IT companies, and uh, it's a ton of fun, awesome team that I work with, and um, I spend a lot of time doing uh, engagements with parts of the community, doing VMUG events, uh, going to conferences, and that kind of thing as well. So um, if we haven't met, maybe we can meet at one of those. Nice. Uh, so let's... Let's start there. I mean, you, you talked about my two favorite words amongst amongst that, which is community advocate. It's not just you know somebody who's you know been a consumer of community, and there's that's great. You know, I love the fact that there are there are tons of folks that are out there just trying to take in community resources and you know and whatever community is, whether it's your you know in our case it's an IT community, uh, you know church communities, uh, political communities. Everybody has as a community, and so it's fun. You know, as a technology community, we get to nerd out on stuff, but. While you're there, you you meet people and you you become friends and and we we continue those friendships and and effectively build this network. You know the the sales folks and everything always talk about you know your network's your most important asset and and our technology opens us up to this network and and it does work out to be something interesting. So we met at Tech Field Day for the first time and and it was kind of funny that ultimately that led to me being where I am today, you know, career-wise and and a lot of other things. So James, you know, you you came to Tech Field Day and that was your first Tech Field Day as well as mine uh, and that was in the spring of 2014, right? Sounds right, yeah. Yeah, I it's, it's hard to imagine it's, been it's, a while. More, it's more than 2 years ago now as we head into 2016. Uh, you know, what how did you come to be there at the the first tech field day and and you know what was your sort of intro into being a, a very outwards you know community advocate yeah so um 
let me back up from right there just a short period of time, maybe a year. So a year prior to that, uh, I had been really looking for ways to grow in my career and uh, I read a lot of material, watched material from people who are a part of this community that we're talking about, our IT community. Um, so I was reading blogs from some of the the older IT bloggers, I mean older in, in terms of how long they've been writing. So I'm reading Yellow Bricks, you know, Duncan Epping and those guys. And, and so I'm looking at that thinking uh, the community that these guys have built around stuff that they're sharing has got to be immensely helpful. I'm going to start throwing some stuff out there. And if it's not even useful, at the very least, I'm going to meet some people. Right, so, uh, so I started a blog. This is uh, until just a couple months ago what I've been working with, vertadmin.com. So I've been blogging there for a couple years, and I started throwing stuff up there. And, um, you know, I've heard, I've heard this story from a lot of people. I started putting my stuff out there just for me. You know, it was like a repository of my own information, and if anybody else found value in it, great. So I did that. As I, as I uh, came across stuff in my professional life, I'd write about it a little bit and started to get some engagement and meet people. Um, but it was really kind of one-sided and not that interactive in the sense that I would write and then just kind of let whatever happened happen. You know, if people read it, great. If they responded, great. And it really put any emphasis on the engagement. One day, out of the blue, I get a message from this guy, Stephen Foskett. Never heard of him. Uh, which is like so embarrassing at this point, knowing what I know now. He, he it's, okay, it's not DM, like he's going to listen to this exact podcast and then hear that moment. It's okay. It's okay. <laughs> uh, so I turned to a couple of the guys I'm working with, and I was like, "Any of you guys know this guy? I, who is he? Should I answer him? I don't know." Well, you know, I decided let's let's figure it out. So I talked to him, and long story short, he invited me out to that event that you and I were both at, and. And I made the very wise decision to go. Um, but to this day, I, I don't know why it is that he selected me to come to that event or who nominated me, because that's a big part of uh, Tech Field Day delegates is someone else in the community has recommended them as a delegate. That's right. Uh, I've tried to get it out of Tom, but he hasn't told me. <laughs> Anyway, um, it's like the Masons, I think, sometimes in there. Right? <laughs> that's. A, um, a notion I really would like to be able to dispel about Tech Field Day. It has this like veil of mystery, and <laughs> that's kind of fun, but it's so not like that at all. Exactly. Um, everybody's so genuine, and it's not this secret society. Um, but anyway, I, I made the decision to go out there and started having like real engagements and making relationships and truly friendships, and. It's, it's almost um, like those relationships have inertia, and from that point, I haven't had to put in nearly the effort that I was putting in before that point to make these relationships because they just kind of snowball, right? And one person introduces you to another, and, and the network grows organically. I, I don't know if that's been your experience, too, or... Yeah, that was a that was a big part of it, and and it was funny. And, and I, I remembered doing my... I did a community presentation at... To that tech field day and it was 
uh, you know, community in the IT Imaginarium, I called it, and this idea of you know where it was. And I literally showed my analytics and the bump that had happened after announcing I was coming to Tech Field Day. And I remember and, it; it was huge. And it was like your analytics was like whoa. It was bizarre, and then and it's it you know hit this next level, and it had never went back down again. And it was it was really neat that you know suddenly there was this audience, and you know it's I treated it as like. I've been in lots of bands. I've been lots of, you know, people I know in tons of businesses. And, and the greatest thing is, you know, watching someone work hard for, you know, seven to 10 years to become an overnight success. And that's that's what I always joke about is that people are like, wow, you know, I just discovered you. And and it's like we'd all done sort of the hard yards to, to get up to that. You know, so writing and sharing my story was what opened up this interesting new community of of folks and you know, like they were you know i was there also we were there with scott you know scott Lowe or you know other scott Lowe as 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 he's known on twitter of course scott's a, a phenomenal community advocate and tech technologist uh, a great guy everybody around the table was were, were great folks you know david davis was there and i'd heard their voices for for years you know listening to them on you know plural site and and reading their content and, and there we were and so let me ask you about that. You know, what was that experience here? You were you were working, you know, at a regular job and we don't you know, we forget sometimes that, you know, as we've gone through these iterations is how much of the outside work came back inside and what did it mean to you when you shared outside, you know, how much more value did you find back in your day-to-day, -day, you know, job as a sysadmin and stuff? Did you did you immediately see that effect and, you know, sort of did that grow as well as your outward view and your outward exposure became better? Did you find that you brought that back inside a lot? Absolutely. So um, I wouldn't say so much from the stuff that I was sharing, but from what came back and what I was learning from the people that I was meeting, I got so much better at my day job because I would learn about things from outside my area of focus or uh, far more complex than what I'm usually dealing with or you know, just things that weren't uh, part of what I do every day, I got to get introduced to some of those ideas or new technologies or whatever it is um, by people in that community that I was creating. And I would say I brought a lot of value to the organization that I was working for back from those relationships and engagements that I was having. And so a, a lot has changed for me since the time we're kind of talking about right now, but even at that time, it was it was making a world of difference in what I did. And even if I never left and was still doing what I was doing at the time, I would say all of that activity was immensely valuable to me. So think back, you know, and, and even today, we still do this, right? We never stop consuming. What are... What are a couple of go-to websites that you go to learn from, you know, right now? If you were to tell, if you were to tell a sysadmin or or any technologist in you know, virtualization, networking, whatever, you know, let's talk about what's your sort of favorite area of focus, and and what are some great learning resources that you would you would go to right now and and recommend to folks? Sure. Yeah, I I get this question fairly often. You know, uh, I do this now, and I'm looking to grow into this area. What do you recommend? Uh, and to everybody. And I get, you know, nothing for this, no endorsements or anything, but I just love Pluralsight. I know you do too. Um, and that, in its various iterations, I used it, 
they used some train signal material back before they were acquired. And, um, the stuff that's out there is super high quality. It's taught by people who are veterans in the industry and know what they're talking about. And uh, it's, it's totally affordable stuff. And I, I, would, I would venture to say that I would not be anywhere close to doing what I'm doing currently without those Pluralsight courses. And this is kind of an interesting tie-in back to what we were just talking about. Uh, and I love to share this story. The first real investment that I ever made in myself as a professional was to buy, this was back when it was train signal, um, they didn't do a subscription-based model, it was pay it was a, a set. course or, or a, like a yeah, block was, of courses or whatever. Yeah. Right, pay a couple hundred bucks for a course. So I spent, um, I want to say it was like three or four hundred dollars, which at the time was a lot of money for me, Right. Uh, on a train signal course taught by David Davis. Nice. <laughs> so when I went to VFD3 and got to meet David Davis, I'm like, wow, you know, this kind of come full circle for me, right? I'm now engaging with David Davis instead of, uh, well, to be fair, I'm still taught by David Davis all the time. That's right. But, um, you know, we're interacting in a new way, and that was super cool for me, and I'm eternally grateful uh, for the time that David put into creating those courses. I think that's, uh, that's something that a lot of authors, whether it's books or uh, videos or websites or whatever, they need to hear that. You know, um, I know that you potentially stand to make money or relationships or whatever based on the work, but regardless of that, it, it makes a huge difference in people's lives. You know, yeah. um, that, that course that I bought that David put his time and effort into made a tangible, measurable difference in my life. Nice. And, and, you know, in reading, in reading the content that you produce, you know, and, and of course, as we met folks and heard about who was coming along, I, I made a point of, of reading some of your articles. And the first thing I remembered was like thinking, wow, you know, this guy's good writer. Like these are, these are people. And, and as we talked at the event, you're right. These are super smart people that we're surrounded by. And it, what's really cool is that we encouraged each other and continue to, you know, through, you know, directly and, and indirectly through other community stuff. And and it's funny, I always joke, I said, it's like, I go to a VMUG now, and it's like the scene from Rounders, you know, with Matt Damon when they were like <laughs> poker players and they decided to to just go to Atlantic City. He said, I just got to knock off and go to Atlantic City. And he sits down and there is the same eight people that were in his poker room that he was like trying to escape. And he's like, you know, if I'd have known that it was just going to be all you folks, I would have I would have just gone to the same spot. But it's neat that we go and and we have that comfort of being able to go places and, you know, fire out on Twitter. Hey, I'm in town. You know, where are we at? I was just in where you're going to be. You know, I was in Wisconsin for a VMUG and, and got to hang out with Brian Kirsch. Brian's a phenomenal guy, a uh, great you know, rep, for, you know, for VMUG and for education. You know, he he teaches locally there. It's really cool. You know, I, I love the fact that, you know, and yeah, we've we've all kept in touch and we spent a lot of time at that first VMworld where it was like, hey, we're it was like the breakfast club. We were. <laughs> We had just been piled together in this room and then we walked out of it and then we never wanted to not be friends. You know, it's right. we came from all these different places. I don't know which one was the misfit and which one was the jock and which one was the whatever. But <laughs> we won't say that's right. That's that was how it worked out. So let's talk about the next 
iteration. You know, we've you here you were, you suddenly had this sort of larger, interesting, you know, growing audience because of that, and a new set of friends, a new network that was growing. And now, of course, you talk about you work for for actual tech and work with David and Scott and and Jordy, the sort of the the quiet unsung hero amongst it as well. Jordy's a phenomenal guy. W- what was it like now to to go from maybe helping them out and and I know you you'd done some some article creation for them. I'd done in the past as well. You know, how did you go from you know, hey, we're friends and and we're in the community together, and I I work a traditional you know sysadmin role. And to saying, oh boy, this is this is neat. I'm going to to take this next leap and and go and work with my friends, you know, and and take a, a you know a really neat role. So talk about what you're doing with actual tech and what your role is and and what it was like to make the jump. Yeah, it's been incredibly exciting. And one thing you mentioned earlier was uh, you talked about the people that put in uh, years of effort to become an overnight success, right? Uh, I think. Almost any time we see somebody making a big role change, uh, we're prone to look at it and say, you know, that is a huge move. How, you know, they must have had a lucky break or known somebody, or how did they make that happen? And uh, I just have a feeling that most of the time they've been putting in a lot of hard work on the front end of that to make it happen. They always you know, say that I, I I work really hard to get this lucky, right? <laughs> right, exactly. And and so that was certainly the case here for me. I, like you said, have an awesome opportunity, um, and I can talk a little bit about that in a minute. But uh, it didn't just land in my lap exactly. Um, it came out of having met these folks before, so we had an existing relationship, and they contacted me about doing a little bit of work for them on the side which uh, I was doing at the time. Uh, I was kind of doing some things that were not quite on topic with my day job to get a little bit broader. And so they gave me the opportunity to do a bunch of writing projects for them. And as that relationship matured, uh, I took on more. And so I wound up working uh, as a contractor for Actual Tech Media for uh, really close to a year. And so by the end there, I was taken on a fair amount of work and that meant that I was getting up at 5 in the morning and working until I left for my day job at like 7.30, working my job, coming home, you know, kiss my wife, make dinner, go back to work yeah. and, and work again in the evening. And so, you know, it looks like I'm just bumbling along and then next thing you know, boom, now James works at Actual Tech Media. Uh, it didn't go like that, you know. I, I'm there's a lot of hard yards that that go into that that quiet transition that sudden seems so sudden, right? <laughs> right. Um, but it was so worth it, you know. Uh, like you said, I work with friends, and that's a uh, you know a thing you got to be careful with. Obviously, a professional relationship that's also a friendship, but it's it's such a different experience to uh, go start working and know that the people you're working with are. Um, friendly to you <laughs> yeah there's a, there's a trust factor that you, that's not that's a very intangible value that a lot of people may not realize and we have it in our regular job no no you know we have people that we work with that we become friends with and that's it's an important part and that's that's that community you don't just reach for community you create it wherever you are right absolutely yeah um, but one of the one of the intangible 
uh, benefits or pieces of fallout from that trust that you're talking about is that you do better work because you're not always uh, walking on eggshells and being you know so careful not to say the wrong thing or bother somebody because if I say the wrong thing one of my partners is gonna say hey that's the wrong thing you know but we're friends and that's okay uh, I can take that feedback um, so inherently because of that relationship I do way better work and go out there and crush it because I know that I've got their support and I know that they're going to correct me if I'm heading in the wrong direction because they're looking out for my best interest um, so I think wherever you are um, whether it's in a, a business as a sysadmin like you mentioned or if you're a consultant or whatever it is you do I think building that network of trust so that you feel like you can go be you and uh, push hard and not worry about that you are unsupported uh, is huge and, and I think you can establish that network and relationship of trust anywhere yeah trust is you know and trust in our community which funny we've we've got all these people that we, we don't even know that we might know you know we you put something out in a forum and you say hey I'm, I've got this problem right I need some help and and someone answers back we and then it's, it's always funny when we meet you know down the road I've, I've met people and they're like especially for a guy who's, you know, at Disco Posse, right? Like everyone's about to say, I want to meet you and like, oh, Eric, right? And they look and like, oh, wow. Oh, yeah, wait a minute. <laughs> like yeah. you fixed a weird PowerShell thing for me like two years ago. I'm like, oh, great, thanks. I'm, I'm glad I was able to do that. Uh, and I love this, you know, it, the old, I was, my, my favorite interview used to be Larry King and say, how important is the whatever, right? So now I would say, how important is the comfort zone? But even more, what I would say is how dangerous is comfort zone? You seem like you have continuously shopped for the edge to step outside of your comfort zone. You bet. What, what did that do for you at, in your throughout your career? Like how how important was it for you to to see and go beyond that comfort zone? And, and what were the benefits that you got back from that? Yeah, um, I I'm not even sure this has always been an intentional decision. It is today, but uh, I, maybe I just got lucky. But from the beginning of my professional career, I've always been pushing the edge of my comfort zone. And uh, I think anybody who wants to grow, and especially anybody who wants to grow fast, has to do that because you're never going to grow fast from within your comfort zone. Um, one thing I think is important to understand about that is I don't think that it's it has to be incredibly scary or dangerous or whatever to, to necessarily be outside your comfort zone. Maybe that means looking at something that's uh, in a, a neighboring discipline to what you focus on for two or three hours a week. You know, right. uh, I did a lot of um, systems and virtualization and storage kind of stuff as a consultant. Um, near the end of my time as a consultant, I was doing a lot of looking at networking stuff that was not necessarily in my comfort zone but I got a couple of things out of it I I one brought it into my comfort zone so when something from a at least a relatively basic networking thing came up I felt comfortable handling it another thing I got from it was I was able to do my main things better because of my understanding of that thing that's outside my comfort zone nice and and another thing I got was credibility with my customers, right? Because the the broader my area of comfort, the more that they feel 
uh, like they can trust me and like I'm going to be able to help them through their situation. So uh, that was the case for me as a consultant. If it's, uh, say, you're a sysadmin, uh, it's the comfort level from your superiors to say, you know what, I know he's going to be able to handle whatever we're going to give him. Um, but so as far as growing, the, the reason you need to step outside your comfort zone is because I think you will grow very marginally inside your comfort zone. Maybe, maybe you grow a couple of percent a year, just like your 2 or 3% raise, you know? Yeah, yeah. 3% right. cost of living raise and a 3% uh, level of knowledge raise. Yeah, if you um, want if you want 10%, add 10% to your vocabulary, to your your knowledge base, right? That's Exactly. Um yeah, so by stretching yourself far enough outside of your comfort zone, you start to really accelerate that growth. And so uh kind of back at the the beginning of when I started getting involved with the community, uh, I was very strictly focused on Windows and virtualization were probably my, you know, big focuses, just kind of a vanilla Wintel organization. And uh, so looking at things like, uh, I read a lot of storage at the time. Um, understanding storage made me a way better virtualization admin because, you know, right. we all know how critical storage is uh, to a good virtualization deployment. The more I learned about storage, the better I got at virtualization. Right. Yeah, the generalist approach is is one that I I always tell people, and yeah, and I'm always careful too when we talk to anybody in the community and anybody through you know our interactions through work with you know customers and 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 partners and and such. A real big thing is to you know listen, take in information, share your outbound information. And yeah, understand that we all know a lot more than we may do in a single day. And that's what's great is we all share that around. And so, yeah, being able to, when you approach those folks, being able to extend yourself to, to that. One last thing I want to cover when we talk about comfort zone as well is, is talk about falling outside of it, tripping visibly. Like there's there's bound to be a couple of moments that you may remember where, you know, you 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 kind of like what's your choice you know it's that fight or flight thing you you go into somewhere and you you make that approach maybe you're writing about some new content then someone writes back and says no you're you've you missed the boat on this or or you talk with somebody and how do you how do you recover from from those moments because that's a tough one a lot of people they they try to learn something new they hit the wall uh, and and yeah, how do you make it so you don't retract? Yeah, uh, I think one of the really important things to remember when that happens is to check your perspective, because you could say a couple things about that. You could say, I was right all along. I knew I shouldn't have taken that risk, but I did it. I failed just like I thought I would, and I'm going to go back to my comfort zone and sit there. Um, or you could say something that's helpful, you know, you could if you're going to tell stories about it either way, you could tell yourself a good story. Like, I pushed the boundaries, uh, I failed, but here's three things that I learned, and when I go try this again, I'm going to do those th three things right. And just that simple shift in perspective can take, uh, you know, what felt like a crushing blow and make it empowering. Um, uh, just as an example, just today, I got some feedback on something that I uh, am just finishing up writing, that was um, relatively critical, I would say, um, and 
pretty pretty accurate. Like I was I was wrong on some things. Yeah. And and um, that could have really upset me. It could have made me feel inadequate or uh, like I'm trying to do things that I'm not qualified for. As it should. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> well, and to be honest, I, I kind of started to feel that way, you know, yeah. as I was reading over some of this feedback. I'm thinking, man, did I stretch myself too far here? Maybe I don't know what I'm talking about. Um, but I decided to take the the perspective that this is good feedback. Now that I know it, I'm always going to know it. And when I go to do the next thing like this, uh, now I have in my arsenal everything I already knew and this stuff that I just learned that I'm, I'm better than I was before I got that feedback. So... Um, perspective and to the best of your ability, you got to try and have thick skin, right? Um, if you try and push outside the boundaries of your comfort zone, you will fail. Uh, if you don't, you're not pushing hard enough. And when you do fail, you've got to do your very best to have thick skin because uh, all the time that you spend sulking and, and babying yourself uh, is time that you could have spent succeeding. Nice. Yeah, that's that's great advice. I, then especially, you know, in our, I've, I went through a comment stream the other day on, on a post and it was funny cause there's, there's challenges even in community and, and community sites and people that look for a problem. There was somebody who wrote and said, I'm having trouble. I'm a newbie to WordPress and, and I've got this issue. And, you know, I, I'm not specifically setting up any RSS feed but I need to know, like, how do I set this up? And the first reply was from somebody in the community. You know, of course, it's like, you know, some random, they you don't know, name and, you know, because who knows what it means and says, and he quoted the thing saying, I haven't, I, I'm not sharing an RSS feed right now. It had it in quotes and it had a, a link to the docs about the default RSS. And it said, stop you know, miss, you know, misstating the facts to begin with, you are. So learn before you talk. And it was like, totally sounds super got, helpful. yeah, exactly. Totally dressed this person down in a comment. And then the next comments below were like, wow, like he's up there. And somebody went and helpfully said, you know, these are the defaults. If you want to get it, these are the different categories and stuff. And I was like, wow, you you do expose yourself to that. Uh, and there are challenges in the in anywhere, you know, anywhere we go at work in communities and technologies and, you know, whatever your industry is. So it's it's neat. Uh, so yeah. and, true and, negative and, feedback. What's how do you how do you take that? And like, so I don't, don't mean like true negative feedback. How do you oh, sure. that? And I don't mean like constructive. I mean, just somebody blindly, they're trolling. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, you've got to consider what that uh, individual or group of individuals is uh, actually trying to say when they're giving you that uh, not helpful criticism. Um, and, and what it probably means that they're trying to say is... Um, I'm I'm insecure that I might not be good enough, or uh, you know I don't know if I have the value I hope I have. The, there's the old saying I'm sure uh, most people have heard that says um, you as it go you attract more flies with honey than vinegar or something like that. That's right. Um, you know uh, it's going to sound like I have a crush on David, but uh, David Davis is such a perfect example of that that idiom. You know. I don't know anybody in the world that doesn't like David, 
I've also never ever heard David say something negative or critical or defensive or uh, you know aggressive, yeah. and that that seems to be working for him. You know, yeah. there's no coincidence. Uh, that's 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 causation, not correlation. That's I truly believe that David's attitude has chosen the responses that he receives. Right. Absolutely. And so when you get that feedback that is uh, aggressively critical and, and not helpful in any way, for me, the strategy is just to have empathy for the person giving that feedback and understand that there's there's something that they're working through and a reason they feel they need to be that aggressive to me uh, and move on, you know, because I, I really value, I really value um, constructive criticism, but... I, I don't have the time or energy to deal with quarreling or, um, you know, let, let somebody who's just trying to hurt me affect where I'm going. Nice. Well, we, uh, we're, we're getting close to the, to the wrap here. Unfortunately, James, we could talk for hours. I'm going to bring you back on in future. There's going to be, I, I'd love to see your progression and some of the stuff that you're approaching uh, with your new role with, uh, with David, Scott, and Jordy and the team at Actual Tech. It's very cool. Uh, I imagine we'll see you at some other neat stuff uh, in the future, hopefully some tech field days. We're approaching tech field day 10 is coming up, uh, and uh, and my my VM Turbo team is going to be there presenting, which is always fun. Uh, so that's going to be pretty cool. Uh, thank you for, for this. You know, community uh, is, is, is a powerful, powerful tool in your toolkit, and I love how you've you know, contributed to it taken in the value from it and for folks that want to get involved with community stuff sharing their story just going to consume it you know vmugs meetups going out finding resources reach out to these folks on twitter where we're out there and i and i love getting feedback you know uh like i said it's a sort of community uh, advocate within the green circle community that's kind of kind of my online presence for a lot of the stuff i do through work which is a lot of fun uh, so James, again, let's uh, if you want to shout out to where we can find you on Twitter, uh, websites, and more, and because uh, I know there's going to be some folks who are going to probably want to want to chat and hear a bit more about your story. Yeah, absolutely. So I would love to connect uh, on Twitter at JD Green. Uh, my personal blog is jdgreen.io, uh, and I would also love it if you just checked out Actual Tech Media, our uh, corporate website. That's actualtechmedia.com. Excellent. And uh, it was a real pleasure. Appreciate you having me on. It's always good to talk to you, Eric. You're listening to Today's Cool Podcast.